Okay, you've seen the, the title for this morning. There's a, a story goes of a <coughs> treasure hunter diving in the ocean depths <laughs> off the South Sea somewhere. He's, he had been told that there was treasure around this island and he spent many, many hours searching for this treasure. This treasure was massive golden chest of, of coins, he was told. And spent days. Eventually he, he thought, oh, I give up. And he started to swim towards the shore. When he got to about knee height in the water, he tripped over this box. And he grabbed the box and he pulled it onto the shore. Wow, what is it? What is it going to be? So he opens it up and yes, full of gold coins. Amazing. <coughs> What's the moral of this story? The moral of this story is that booty is only shin deep. Oh. What on earth has that got to do with what I was saying oh, this morning? <laughs> Shall I go away again? Is that the fact? <laughs> I was just aware that those perhaps whose English is a second language may need a little bit of an interpretation on that one, but apologies for that. But last, um, what I, I mentioned that because it relates to treasure, but nothing to do with what I'm going to sh- uh, share this morning. Um, what I, I would like to remind you of is that last October time, um, there was an amazing find in this country, in Staffordshire, there was a bunch of guys with metal detectors going across a field, in fact it was one guy, wasn't it, uh, in a field, not like this, but he found um, a hoard of Saxon treasure. It was five kilos of gold, two and a half kilos of silver worth over three million pounds. And what struck me about that story is that that farmer had had that field for a long, long time, and he had absolutely no idea that that treasure was there, did he? Absolutely no idea. It had to take somebody to go along. And you can imagine that the previous year, the guy probably had had struggled maybe to pay his bills, whilst all the time, in his own field, he had three million pounds. We've all heard and seen stories of treasure found. That, and perhaps the most famous one that I could think of was um, <clears throat> one which I had the opportunity of seeing when I was a child. Do you remember Tutankhamun's tomb? Yes? Now, it came, much of the treasure came to the British Museum, actually quite recently as well, but uh, the golden mask and everything came when I was about seven or eight. I queued for three hours with my family to see it. And the story goes that Lord Carnarvon... Um, who financed the dig, asked Howard Carter, who found it, he asked him this question. He, he said, can you see anything? Can you see anything? And Howard Carter replied, yes, wonderful things. Yes, wonderful things. This morning I want to take us on a treasure hunt. And I know that at the end of this time, I will want to be able to say, Like Lord Carnarvon, can you see anything? Can you guys see anything? Can you see the treasure within? 
And it's my prayer that you'll be able to say, like Howard Carter, yes, wonderful things. Wonderful things. I don't know whether you would consider this one of your wonderful things. Every month, many of us get an envelope through the door from the bank. Um, And it has in it a statement. Those of us who've gone online and all technical probably can go on any day we like and look online and see what our statement is. The rest of us, who perhaps are still wedded to the principles of the Dark Ages, um, (laughs) still get a piece of paper through the post. (laughs) (laughs) And on it it will tell us where we're up to financially. Now, most of the time, you know, we'll be all right. Every now and then, it's not an encouragement, is it? The piece of paper comes through the door, and it's not exactly an encouragement, that piece of paper. I know it's been for Sue and I on the odd occasion uh, that the colour of the ink seems to have changed on that row from black to red at the bottom. And... uh, we have to recognise that it's not always an encouragement, but it is an encouragement when despite all our best calculations, suddenly we see at the bottom of that page a figure and we go, whoa, there's more in there than we thought. Have you had that experience? (laughs) It can happen. And usually we then think to ourselves, oh, well, that cheque hasn't cleared. But... Having said that, maybe even you think, yes, but even after that check's cleared, there's still more in there than I thought. Well, it's my hope to surprise you about your spiritual bank balance, that I'm going to present you with a statement this morning and you're going to say, ooh, there's more in there than I thought. That's all very well, you might say, Tim, but what's use is a spiritual bank balance. But let me remind you of the words of Jesus These ones, I think it is. I'll read the whole passage. Do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it, for the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. That's Luke 12, 29 to 34. From this we see that treasure, true treasure, has eternal value. It's not something that just lasts until we die. Um, An aside here, I may have mentioned this to you before, but uh, you know many of you that um, I often pepper my talks to you guys with anecdotes from the hospital where I work as a chaplain. And I can guarantee you there have been many times when I have spoken to people who may be in the last months or days of their life, and they will talk about the things that they know that are of value. And I promise you, it has absolutely nothing to do with a bank statement. At that point, they know what value really is. For some of them, it's the fact that they haven't resolved relationship. For some of them, it's the fact that they have. Things of true value, relationships, the love of family, their relationship with God, 
peace of mind and heart. Those are the things that the patients will so often say are treasure. So what is treasure then? I seem to have already answered my own question there, but when I was in my 20s, I made sewer box. Here it is. Um, and in my pocket somewhere. I hope I've got the key. because I didn't want to just leave it lying around. Um, it's a jewellery box. And in it, she keeps things of value to her. I'm not going to go all the way through it, but um, there's a few bits in here which... Let me use that one, I think. It's a box with some rings in. There is uh, one of these. I'm, I'll never get them around the right way, love, will I? One of these is her grandmother's engagement ring. Another is her mother's engagement ring. And then there's a, an older ring here with garnets in, which we don't know really much about. It's your, grand, your grandmother's as well. And then there's this rather amazing one, all passed down through the family, gifts to Sue. And there are some things in here too that were of gifts from me to Sue as well and, and various bracelets and things. And then there's this compact which has the um, crest on it of the black watch, I think it is, which was given to, my, to, Sue's, grand, to Sue's grandmother by her husband who was in the black watch. Um, so gifts handed down, treasures of the family, if you like, heirlooms, things that are, are precious to Sue. But there's one kind of treasure. I'd like to believe that the box is a treasure for her as well. But uh, the, um, I remember too that in my childhood, my grandmother had a tin. Whenever we went to my grandmother's, we would open that tin, and in the tin, there would be buttons. Anybody else have that experience? Yes. And you think, well, those have absolutely no value at all. But as a child... Rifling through your grandmother's button tin was the best thing, you know, you can imagine. Now, these days, we don't bother, do we? Where are the button tins now? But you've got one. Oh, okay, got one too. We're all going round these guys. Yes, oh, look, we're going round some houses for the button tins, all right? Okay, small group, small groups, get the button tins out. There were some amazing things in there. There were ones, little leather ones and little kind of funny per mother of pearl ones and all sorts. Also, my other grandmother had a, also had a treasure. And to be honest, my, my, my other grandmother's treasure was bigger to me than the button box. Because she had a cupboard. And I could just about get in the cupboard. I remember being about five or six and being able to crawl into this cupboard. And in the cupboard, I, I'd even closed the door because it was really cosy in there. She had a stack about that high. It must have been about 50 Marvel comics. DC Marvel comics. You know, Superman, Batman... And they were really old, you know. I reckon now they'd be worth an absolute fortune. And you look back and you think, wow, I don't never know what happened to them. She probably threw them out. But they were a treasure to me. I'd go around there and I thought they were real treasure, those 50 Marvel comics. And I read them and read them and read them. One of the greatest treasure stories I've ever found is in Winnie the Pooh. Um, and I'd like to remind you of an incident in Winnie the Pooh um, it's Eeyore's birthday. Eeyore had a birthday and everybody had forgotten. He thought everybody had forgotten his birthday. And so 
Eeyore is very gloomy. And Winnie the Pooh and Piglet discover that they may have forgotten his birthday. And so they get some presents for Eeyore. And Pooh's present is a jar of honey. His most precious thing he's going to give him his jar of honey. Well, then it's most of his jar of honey. And then it's about half of his jar of honey. And then it's about a quarter of his jar of honey. And then it's a very nice jar which Al writes, happy on, And Pooh is very kind of, he's feeling a bit mixed feelings about this. You know, he's feeling a bit embarrassed about giving his friend a jar, which had, did have honey in it. And, but he t- walks along with his jar, and he's very happy. Piglet, meanwhile, as you can see, he's got a great idea. He's got a great big red balloon. And he goes and gets his balloon, and he's going, I'm going to give my balloon to Eeyore. And he runs along, suddenly, wham, bang. The balloon bursts, and he arrives with a damp piece of red rag. Pooh arrives with a jar, and there's this amazing scene where, um, I'll find it, where did I put it there? Pooh tells Eeyore that he's bought him a useful pot with a very happy birthday with love from Pooh written on the side, and that Eeyore can use to put things in, and he gives Eeyore the pot. At this point, Eeyore becomes quite excited because he's just spotted something very interesting indeed. He tells Pooh that his balloon will fit into the pot. Pooh says no and explains that balloons are much too big to go into a pot. And, it, and what Eeyore should do with the balloon is to hold it. And, but Eeyore says that his balloon is different. And he picks it up with his teeth and puts it into the pot. And it fits beautifully. So he takes it out again. And he puts it in again. And he takes it out again. And he puts it in again. And he says, it it fits in, it goes in and out. So it does, said Pooh. It goes in. So it does, said Piglet, and it comes out too. Doesn't it, said Eeyore? It goes in and out like anything. So Pooh and Piglet are both glad that they are given Eeyore such useful and entertaining presents. And they let Eeyore know how glad they are. But Eeyore is too busy putting his balloon into the pot and taking it out again. And he is very happy indeed. I hope uh, you understand the point of me mentioning that as a treasure story. It is a treasure story because it shows us that things of value are not always how we think of them. Yes, there's some gold in there, but it's not the thing really of value. It's the fact that it's her grandmother's ring that's of value. Treasure is something of value, (coughs) anything of value. For Eeyore, it was Pooh and Piglet's fumbled attempts at thoughtful kindness. This was the treasure that changed his day and made him realize he was loved. There's a, a Greek word for treasure. It's called thesaurus. And if any of you know what a thesaurus is, it's a book full of words. And the idea is that you look up one word and you find a treasury of different words you could use for it. But if words can be treasure, so can anything be treasure. So what God values as treasure may not be what we think always treasure to be. We're going to look at some treasure from within. Let's look at the book of Proverbs and see what God values as treasure. We're going to look at um, Proverbs 2. Proverbs chapter 2, 
Proverbs chapter 2 says, My son, this is 1 to 6, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So treasure we see that God values are these. Some treasure, here we go. We've got wisdom. Whoops, that won't try that way again. Wisdom, insight, and understanding. Now, it's no good you guys sitting there and saying to me, Tim, I don't feel like I've got any wisdom at all. I'm not sure I've got any insights or any understanding of what's going on. Half the time, this stuff goes off my head. Wasn't it interesting? Did you hear what Sue said when she was breaking bread? I thought it was wonderful what she said. She said, we don't really understand, do we? But does that mean we stop believing that God has placed wisdom and understanding in us? No. He has. We're different people now to what we were. God shows you, yes, you. And he chose you for a reason. He's placed in you wisdom. Wisdom to follow his word, his teaching, and not that of the world. You've chosen wisely, wisely to follow his teaching and not that of the world. Insight. You have gained an insight that there's more to this world than just bricks and mortar. There's more to this world than... I used to sing a song to the kids. Um, Lord, you are more precious than silver, it goes, when they were tiny. Lord, you are more costly than gold. And I may have told you this before, but I changed the words. They were little girls at that time, so I remember changing it to this way. It was, Lord, you are more precious than Minnie Mouse. Lord, you are more costly than my little ponies. Lord, you are more beautiful than diamonds, and nothing I desire compares with you. And I suspect possibly they could sing you that now. <laughs> but it is. It's knowing that the things of this world are not as precious as the things of God. Understanding. What, un what understanding do you have? What understanding? I tell you one understanding that each one of you has. You understand that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for you. Each one of you, you understand that. You don't understand it and comprehend it fully, but you know in principle that he loved you so much that Jesus came to die. Now that is more insight, wisdom, and understanding than some of the brightest professors in our land, isn't it? There are people out there with PhDs and degrees and stuff who have no insight or understanding of that whatsoever. Remember Paul said this. I wonder if this is what I've got here. No. Do that in a minute. Where, this is in 1 Corinthians. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made, the foolish, had made foolish the wisdom of the world 
For since the, in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Wow. Jews demand miraculous signs. Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom. And the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Did you hear that? Think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose. Chose you. Chose the foolish things of this world. To shame the wise, he chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Treasure within Imagine you've got a, an amazing little jewellery box inside you. Think of all I've just described, and in it are those jewels that I've just described to you. You've been given the wisdom and insight of the love of God. Amazing, isn't it? Wonderful truths that you have, that you carry around. I carry around, you carry around in your bodies. That wisdom and insight, treasure, treasure, so we see that God placed treasure within us. And there are different other treasures as well. There's perhaps the most famous one, which is the one I started to show you, and one we've actually not long looked for at before. It's in 2 Corinthians. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God. That's in 2 Corinthians um, uh, chapters 3 and 4. We are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed. Perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Did you hear that last bit? The life of Jesus will be revealed in our bodies. What treasure do you carry in yourself? The very life of Christ. Just pause. Just pause a minute. What did I say? You carry in your body the very life of Christ. It says there, but we have this treasure. It occurs to me, we've seen that before, and often I think what we fail to do is actually look at what that treasure is. Um, and if you look in the previous verses in there, it talks about the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. In the previous verses to that. 
the, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. There's more knowledge, isn't it? It's something which is, we, we have in us. We know Christ. We carry in us a knowledge of the glory of God in Christ. So far, none of this treasure that I've talked about seems to have much to do with our bank balance or with something that glitters in an Egyptian tomb. The last treasure I want to look at today is a treasure, is the treasure of your cloud of witnesses. Um, in Hebrews 11, which is, again, a very familiar passage to you, it talks about, if you were um, Jewish sitting here today, um, there is an amazing history, isn't there, of all the Jewish family going back to Abraham and beyond. You know, it's, it's amazing. The story of Abraham and Moses and Joshua and Gideon and all those great men and women of God throughout. And Hebrews 11 is a catalogue of those great guys. Okay? Now, I'm not suggesting for one minute that we should just put that aside. I'm not. I'm not saying that they're not ours to, to be thankful for. But I wondered when I was looking at that. It says in chapter 12, verse 1, and again, it's very familiar stuff, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses... Let us throw off everything that hinders. I want to ask you guys a question, each one of you. It will actually be a piece of homework. <laughs> What's your cloud of witnesses? What is your cloud of witnesses? What does Tim mean by what is your cloud of witnesses? Who are the men and women of God who have supported you, encouraged you, sustained you, and for whom you look back and thank God for Dennis Hewitt and his slideshow upside down. <laughs> Great men and women of God, Bryn Jones, you know, people that have been special to, to me in my life. Sue and I could name them. And I've done it, and I, 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 why I, I commend it to you is because <laughs> it's, it's actually quite a distressing experience. If you, if you give yourself to the experience of counting and examining your cloud of witnesses, you'll have a very, potentially, a very emotional experience. Twice now I've done it, once years ago, and then again when I was on retreat, I knelt down and I wanted to thank God for those people who had been to me, the cloud of witnesses who supported me through. And as I, as I began to think about them, and even if I think of it now, I began to weep weep at the commitment, the prayer, the, the divine grace that was poured out to enable me to become the man of God that I am today. <coughs> and I, I commend it to you. It's treasure within. You carry it. You know? You carry it. And it's good to open the treasure chest every now and then and just to look inside and see, wow, it will raise your head, okay? In spite of everything else, yes, I'm not saying all the other stuff will go away, but it means that, yes, yes. I was loved and cared for. 
And then there's a, a f- one final treasure I, I, I want to mention, and that is um, the treasure of undis- that's undiscovered, your undiscovered treasure. Okay? God continues to reveal to us, doesn't he? And I'm praying that he will reveal to you in coming days more treasure. The truth is that the more intimately we develop our relationship with God, the more you can guarantee that he is going to reveal more treasure to you. He's going to open up his word. You know that moment, don't you? When suddenly you open that word. And I I have to say, it was just whilst I was on holiday looking at that passage in 2 Corinthians, and it said, but you have this treasure in jars of clay. And I just, it was ping. It was one of those moments of revelation. I just said, what treasure? So on the long flights, I started looking for the treasure. And as I started looking for treasure, it was wonderful. The more I dug in, the bigger the chest became. And I just encourage you to do that in the way I've described. When I look at you guys, yes, I do see jars of clay. I do see the the difficulties and the challenges, the weaknesses. Yeah, we'd be blind not to. But I also see something else. I see the treasure. I see what God is doing in each one of you, and I trust God for that journey, that he's continuing to demonstrate and reveal to you the treasure he is building in you. If someone was to ask me about Living Word Community Church, can you see anything? It's my testimony that I can say, yes, wonderful things. Wonderful things. It's true. Wonderful things. I've got um, some encouragement homework. Um, Encouragement homework. I, I... I'll uh, try and circulate this a bit to uh, small group leaders, but also um, if you've got notes or if you've got a good memory, um, try and uh, remember these tasks. There are five tasks. The first one isn't compulsory. It's just a way of getting into this. Um, Just give yourself an hour. Find an hour. I think everybody could find an hour if you have to get up before the kids or stay up later. First, start worshipping the Lord. I I put down, Lord, you are more precious than silver. Lord, you are more costly than gold. Because it's a great song for getting into that. If you don't know it, choose another song. Any worship song. Just get into worship. Then task two. Think about what has God helped you to understand which you did not know before you were a Christian. It doesn't have to be a lot. Just one thing. Something that you understand now about God that you did not know before you were a Christian. Task three, who has encouraged you in your faith? In other words, go start, begin to do that activity I talked about a minute ago. Think about those who've encouraged you in your faith. Fourthly, ask God for a revelation of new treasure within you. And then it will be wonderful if you could start sharing this stuff in group. I know there's other stuff going on in group, but if there's a moment for testimony, it'd be really good just to share what what you have gathered from that experience. Maybe it would be good for those with the button boxes to bring them along just to remind everybody of that, what it means 
that idea of treasure. Just to think about the precious things of life. Father God, I thank you for the treasure within. Lord, we thank you for what you've placed within us. I know, Lord, that I've literally just picked at the top surface and I, I apologise to you, Father, that I have not been able to bear, dig deeper because it's such an amazing, huge treasure chest. And so, Father, just in, in the revelation that you've given us this morning, I pray that you'd show us more and more of that amazing treasure that you have built, built within. Lord, that we will walk tall with our heads high knowing that we are the blood-bought children of God, filled with your Spirit, blessed by your grace. Lord, go with us this week. We trust you again. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.